This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, September 12th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. California farm gate sales hit $51 billion. Newsom signs ag bills, animal antibiotics, and NFU fly-in this week. Despite drought, farm gate sales nudged up in 2021. The value of California's farm gate sales increased by 3.6% last year to $51.1 billion. That's according to new CDFA statistics released Friday. Dairy products still top the list of highest grossing commodities with $7.6 billion growing more than $100 million over the year before. Grapes grew by more than $400 million to $5.2 billion, stealing the runner-up position from almonds, which fell by $600 million amid lower prices. Almonds landed at just over $5 billion, while pistachios and walnuts grew slightly. Sales for cattle and calves were up as more ranches sold off herds in response to dry rangelands and scarce feed. Strawberry sales continued to grow, reaching more than $3 billion as consumer demand expands globally. In partnership with the USDA's National Ag Statistics Service, CDFA updates the list of top 10 commodities every September. The department plans to publish a more comprehensive report in early 2023. Newsom signs minor ag bills. Governor Newsom is warming up his pen for signing or vetoing hundreds of bills over the coming weeks. And he is already chipping away at a few bills that update food and agriculture codes and were lower priorities for the legislature. Among those, SB 892 creates an organic apple certification program and allow growers to recommend federal standards for out-of-state organic apples. AB 1825 expands an exemption from packing and shipping requirements for fruits and vegetables processed in neighboring states. SB 880 allows small water diverters to continue to take UC training courses for installing and maintaining water meters to avoid hiring specialists. The California Cattlemen's Association sponsored that bill, as well as AB 2415, which extends an agricultural truck exemption from costly terminal inspections. AB 1959, the Agriculture Omnibus Bill, allows farmers to keep using carbon monoxide to control rodents. It authorizes continuing education courses for integrated pest management, and it updates confidentiality requirements for producer safety sampling. Advisory panel digs into animal antibiotic issues. It's a big week around the nation's capital as lawmakers hold hearings. They'll be examining several issues important to agriculture, and that includes rail service delays and a proposal to require companies to track the greenhouse gas emissions in their supply chains. Lawmakers also are trying to agree on a stopgap spending bill to keep the government funded after September 30. Members of the National Farmers Union are holding their annual fly-in this week, and they expected, uh, they're expected today to hear from Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack. Other anticipated speakers include Deputy Secretary Jill Bronow and Undersecretary for Marketing and Regulatory Programs Jenny Lester Moffitt. Bronow is also set to address Growth Energy members tomorrow, as is EPA Administrator Michael Regan. 
Meanwhile, a committee that is advising the Biden administration on antibiotic resistance will hold a public meeting today and tomorrow. It'll focus in part on agriculture's role in the problem. The panel will hear from experts on a range of ag-related issues, including diagnostic methods in farm animals, prospects for new animal drugs, farmer decision-making, and the role of ag workers in spreading resistant bacteria. Take note, the committee is specifically charged with addressing how existing pandemic preparedness policies may be augmented to address drug-resistant bacteria and other new policies may be needed. For more details on this week's agenda, you can read our Washington Week Ahead. Wicker calls for end to rail dispute, threatens congressional action if agreement is not reached. The top Republican of the Senate committee on commerce, science, and transportation wants negotiations between rail carriers and unions to end quickly, but is supporting congressional action if it doesn't. Senator Roger Wicker, the Mississippi Republican, said in a statement Friday that he supports the recommendations proposed by an emergency board tasked with arbitrating the dispute, warning the parties involved in negotiations of the pressure a strike would place on the already snarled supply chain. The Presidential Emergency Board has put forward a comprehensive and fair set of recommendations that, if adopted, could end this standoff today, Wicker said. I will be calling on my colleagues in Congress to join the administration in endorsing these recommendations as written and advance legislation to resolve this dispute if it is clear that a shutdown in rail service is imminent. Group. India's rice export barriers to upset global market. India's decision to ban imports of broken rice and slap 20% tariffs on exports of all other rice except basmati will push food costs up in Africa, Asia, and Europe. That according to the USA Rice Federation. The ban is another example of the country's trade abuses that should spur a U.S. complaint uh, in the World Trade Organization, the group said. We are hopeful that the USTR will continue to take actions toward correcting India's price policies, including a full dispute settlement case, said Bobby Hanks. He's head of USA Rice Federation International Trade Policy Committee. Every protectionist act like we saw this week is just further manipulating and distorting the global rice market, and they control more than 40% of it. India is most well known by the USA rice industry for its heavy subsidization of Indian farmers, a practice that allows exporters there to sell at very low prices. That, says USA Rice, distorts the value of all rice in the international market. Well, here's today's He Said It. When you get into the issue of hunger and nutrition, you get into an area that is pretty complex, a lot more complex than people realize, and there are a lot of voices, and there's a lot of interest. That Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack discussing the September 28th White House Hunger Conference at an event at John Burroughs Elementary School in Washington, D.C. on Friday the 9th. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, September 12th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.